Greetings and salutations, Internet, and welcome to another episode of Who's Your Brother? I'm the older of the two brothers. My name's Christian. I'm the younger of the two brothers. My name is Evan. It is so great to be with you here, brother of mine. Um, the Thanksgiving holidays have wrapped. We are, we are all set. They have come and gone. That. I've got leftovers still in the fridge that I will occasionally munch on. <laughs> I've actually gone through most of my leftovers already. It's only the Sunday after Thanksgiving, and I've already... Because that's the thing. I just I, I just tell myself, like, no, this is what you're eating for the next few days. Just eat the leftovers, man. Uh, uh, see, I, I got, I'm rationing mine out. You know, I got to, like... I, right. You know, it's like, all right, get a little bit of turkey here, a little bit of green bean casserole there. All right, and I can make this last a whole nother week. This right. is fine. This is healthy. <laughs> right, absolutely. Okay, I have another question then. Uh, what is your favorite Thanksgiving side? Oh, favorite Thanksgiving side? Fuck, that's tough. Um, you know, it used to not be, but I think nowadays, if you make it right, stuffing. I fucking, yep. I, I fuck with the stuffing so hard. See, I, I, should, I, I, I always love that. Yeah, see, I've always been uh, big into stuffing, but my mom makes this um, sausage stuffing that has just been fire. Yeah, no, it's been fire my entire fucking life, man. So, like, <laughs> I look forward to that uh, every year. And uh, I made mac and cheese for the first time. Uh, this year for uh, my mom's Thanksgiving, and I'm not gonna lie, like, I thought it was, like, just okay, I was like, yeah, no, it, it didn't turn out bad, but, like, it was nothing, I was like, oh my god, but everybody else raved about it, and apparently I am in charge of making mac and cheese now for Thanksgiving, so, way to go, me. Okay, congratulations, yeah, you're the mac and cheese guy now, <laughs> right. it's fantastic. Right, yeah. Uh, so, okay, but uh, Thanksgiving is over, so you know what that means, Evan. Mm, what does it mean? Please do like me. It's time to start the war on Christmas. Hooray! It's my favorite time! Yay! Chris, because here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I, I am all about. I'm, I'm all about fighting, fight, fighting Christmas because I think, for me, now this is just me. I'm all about fighting, uh, fighting Christmas because uh-huh. Christmas is not like a religious holiday to me. Christmas is the time of year. It's the best time of the year. It's time we come together, you know? It's, it's, you, you celebrate the holiday season, and there is no religious connection to it whatsoever. Mm-hmm. None at all. There is no religion in this. I Keep your religion out of my holiday. Keep now. your Christ out of Christmas. <laughs> you know, that's, that, is, that, is, that is my battle. That is my hill. This is my bunker hill. I will die on this one. Oh, yeah. When uh, <laughs> when I tell people Merry Christmas, like in text or anything, I always spell it Xmas. Like, oh, yeah, it's it's Xmas. You know, I'm trying to get to Futurama. Like, no, no, we're taking the Christ yeah, out of Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> yeah, oh, because, like, again, this, like this is a war. Thing. This is a war. Uh, we're taking it back, actually, for the pagans. We're gonna get it back to Yule, maybe even. We're that's that's the the ten year plan. Right now, we're just focusing on getting uh, Christmas replaced with Xmas. You know, because again, war on Christmas, which uh, I have been fighting for. Uh, I can't even remember how long has the war on Christmas been going on. I think they started bringing it up during the Bush years or something. Oh God! Well, uh, Kill Cameron. Kill Cameron saves Christmas. Who saves Christmas? Kirk Cameron. Kirk Cameron. Kirk Cameron saves Christmas. Jesus fuck this. Of this course. is an actual this, this is a movie. This no. is a movie and it exists. You can look this shit up. Yeah, no, I do not I 100% do not doubt it because I have seen Kirk Cameron videos where he's, you know, what is it? The left behind horse shit or yeah. uh or have you ever seen the videos where they talk about bananas are proof of god? <laughs> what? Because a banana is perfectly designed for a human to hold and to uh peel. And whatnot, and uh, it's funny because like when they did it, you know, they peeled it from uh, the stem down, and uh, then some biologist was like, "Oh yeah, well, mostly in nature, they actually open it from this part, and he opens it from the other end, and just like pinches it, and then squeezes it, and he's like, then they hold it by the stem." And I was like, "Huh, I guess that's why in games, like all the banana peels have the stem on top. That that yeah. that, that makes sense now." <laughs> But either way, where was I? Like, we're on Christmas. Fuck Cameron. Fuck Fox News. <laughs> Fuck you, Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so every year uh, we fight the war on Christmas, and I, th- I think we win a little more every year because I feel like every year Fox News loses a little steam for it because nobody gives a shit. They're just like, like, hey man, saying happy holidays is not the fucking end of the world. Oh, it really isn't. Because that's the because th- that's the thing. I I hold. We're not, because I, I do say Merry Christmas, but if somebody, you know, is like, oh, you know, like Happy Holidays, I'll be like, hey, that too. Uh, Merry Candle Nights, you know, if you wanted to use the uh, the McElroy holiday mm-hmm. uh, coined by them. I like to go with um, uh, Invader Zim. Merry Jingly! 
Oh, man, we're bringing up the Zim deep cuts. Hell yeah. Who doesn't love Invader Zim? It, it was a oh, fucking dude. classic. Johan Vas- Vasquez, I'm probably mispronouncing his fucking name, but the creator was great. He also made a comic book series called Johnny the Homicidal Maniac. Absolutely fucking wonderful. The art style is the same. But yeah, no, so that show is funny. But either way, we're getting, we're getting off topic. The War on Christmas. Die, Christmas, die. Okay. I think, <laughs> I, I think I've, I've uh, I think, I think Christmas officially knows that it's, it's on notice. Oh, it's- you know, it's days. It's days are numbered. Like yeah. an advent calendar. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there are twelve days for you, Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> On the we first, we laugh. We, no, we might not make a single other person laugh, but we make each other laugh. Oh hell yeah! No, I think we're hilarious. We're 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 doing great. Because on the first day of Christmas. <laughs> My true love gave to me an axe to cut down the Christmas tree. Da-da-da. Make it metal or whatever. All right. So, yeah, take that, Christmas. We're coming for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, no, 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 nothing screams uh, the Christmas season like uh, like violent consumerism, as it were. Oh, 100%. Um, it tis the season. Absolutely. Black I... Friday has come and gone. Cyber Monday is yet still upon us. It is right. It is right around the corner. We record this on Sunday, so like tomorrow. Tomorrow is the day. Consume product, absolutely. Um, we we're, I, we're here. We're here for that. Yeah, honestly. No, oh yeah. No, absolutely. This is this is America. Consume product to uh, prove your love to friends and family. Absolutely, absolutely. Make sure you do it. Um, you know, you 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 gotta. That's that's the mm-hmm. secret to all of this. Yes, yes. <laughs> Money so. equals love. <laughs> So I don't know if I've ever gone on this rant for you, uh, but if you will please indulge me um, again to the season for consumerism. I have my, you know, I have my many gripes with uh, with what with what have you and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of those gripes is with uh, so uh, there's there's the trend obviously of like taking like a classic movie um, or like an older movie and either rebooting it or remaking it or what have you. Um, and sometimes you can do that, and it's not too bad. Mm-hmm. Other times you do that, and it's pretty shite. Um, and the two yeah. examples that I'm going to bring up here uh, for a very specific reason, one is Mary Poppins Returns, which I thought was terrible. Um, and the second one is the animated Lorax movie from, like, 20, like the 2010, early 2010s, maybe, like, yeah, yeah. like the late 20s. The, the, like the, C- the CGI one, right? Yeah, exactly. The throw right. the 3D animated now, one. Okay, now, the Mary Poppins one, that's a sequel, right? Technically, it's like a sequel. It's a sequel boot. It's a yeah. sequel reboot. What, what is? What do they call them now? Requels? I think it's requel, isn't it? Is that the word that people are using? Yeah, they said it in uh, Scream Five, I think. And one of the screams, they because you know how Scream is. They they basically tell you the rules of the. They tell you the rules of the movie, you know, or like, oh, this is what happens in the sequel, or if you're doing a trilogy, and um, yeah, they talked about the requel. Um, and then when they did Scream 4, they're like, okay, now it's for the new age. And then when they did 6, I think they're like, well, now it's a franchise, and it has these rules. So, that's, because, uh, you know, that's part of the Scream lore. Well, yeah, 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 absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll go on, we'll go on the Scream words then. Um, <laughs> uh, so, requel, uh, that's what Mary Poppins Returns was. Still bad, whatever you want to call it. Bad is the word that I would use to describe it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I remember it coming out and then not hearing a lot about it, and that's usually a bad sign. Yeah, no, because it was not great mm-hmm. um, at all. Uh, and the reason for that, and because, again, I hold Lorax in the same vein. Do you remember the original Mary Poppins? Like, the whole thing with, like, the bank um, and uh, Mr. Banks and all that stuff? Um, you, like, you just like the general gist of it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh... You know, I, I basically remember Mary Poppins. They couldn't find a babysitter for uh, the kids. And then Mary Poppins floated down. And then they had all sorts of adventures and sang some fucking songs. And then the dad learned to have fun again and fly a kite. Long and short of it, yeah, that's about it. Um, but regardless, in, like, Mary Poppins, and this is the same with the Lorax, there's no true bad guy. Right, There's, like, yeah. an antagonist, you know, the bank kind of acts as an antagonist because mm-hmm. they act as more of, like, you know, they represent the adult life, you know, of taking your money and investing it in the bank, you know, as opposed to giving it to, like, a woman on the street. You right, know? yeah. It's, it's, you know, this childlike, oh, I want to help this person versus, oh, I need to invest in the future. It's right, the I need separation to be... of these things. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. The loss of childlike wonder as you become an adult. Exactly. Uh, Mary Poppins Return says, hey, fuck that shit, he was just a bad guy. 
the like the, the the bank's just a corporate asshole. He's a bad guy. Fuck it. This this is this is this is the bad guy of the movie. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. Um, he's the guy we're actively working against. He's actively trying to do harm. And uh, Lorax did the exact same thing. Lorax, for those who don't know, is one of my favorite Dr. Seuss stories because it is such an interesting case study to look at when you look at it through the lens of, like, there truly is no bad guy. The Wensler is not a bad guy. He's just misguided through the entire thing. He takes more than he needs, um, and that, you know, creates problems for the environment and for, in the end, himself. Yeah, and and he does does it by, you know, like, justifying it to himself, like, little by little. He doesn't do it, like, one giant sweeping evil motion. It starts out, you know, simple enough, like, oh, you know, this this will help me. It's like, oh, okay, that that's fine. Like, oh, this will help other people. Yeah, I guess that's fine. Oh, I can help lots of people, you know, or I could do all these things, and it makes sense, you know. But like, yeah, the Lorax is trying to be reasonable with him. But yeah, no, no, I, I get what you're saying. Not not necessarily the bad guy. Not in, not a slam you over the head bad guy. And like, even in that, um, there's a point in both the story and there's an old animation like for it, which is really good. You should. Look yeah, at I remember one. that one. Um, where the Lorax like confronts the Onesler, and uh, the Onesler's like, "Hey, I've got like a factory full of workers. Like these people need these jobs. What am I supposed to do? Just fire all these people?" And the Lorax straight up says, "I see your point. I don't have an answer because there isn't an easy answer. You know." Right. It's not about, like, you know, one side is right, one side is absolutely wrong. Mm-hmm. It's about finding, like, a middle road. That's right. That was the whole point of it. And, it, and it's understanding that uh, actions will have consequences. Like, yeah, now you've set it up so that you can't fucking just stop doing this. Is what I always, you know, say, you know, about, like, the gas and oil industry and whatnot. Like, we can't just stop it because, oh, there's so many jobs. And, like, that just proves how fucked up, you know, having money is. Like, like if we understand that this stuff is bad, but we can't stop doing it because it will fuck with the money, then the money is the problem. Yeah. Yeah. Um, recent Lorax throws that out the window and says, no, it's just a bad guy. No, yeah. no, it's just a fucking bad guy. Just bad and, guy. And, and happy ending. Don't forget happy ending. Oh, and happy ending. Don't worry about it. The trees come back. The Lorax fucking comes back. Exactly. Yeah, Lorax comes back at the end of the of the new animated one, uh, and I hate that. Yeah, that's, um, that, that's, that's not the point of the story. Yeah, like, no. the point of the story is, like, yeah, we fucked it up, but we could do better. It's possible for us to do better. Like, I need you to, I need the next generation to do better. That's always what, that's always what it is. We're always just passing the buck to the next generation. Like, hey, uh, we meant, we meant to do good, but we didn't. I always think of, uh, that song, Phil Collins, you know, um, where he's like, I won't be coming home tonight. My generation will get it, will put it right or get it right or whatever he says. And then his generation went and just fucked everything up. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Either way, uh, I'm getting off on a rant though. So yeah, that that was like that was that was the lesson I took from the Lorax though was that you know like he fucked it all up, but uh, there was a possibility for it to be fixed. You know, kind of ambiguous. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know, how? Um, but again, new ones taking this and just being like, no, it's, don't worry, it's just an evil bad guy. Mm-hmm. So when I see these, I go, ah, man, that fucking sucks. You know, like that's that's I hate that writing. You know, it's lazy. It doesn't feel it doesn't feel good. And it feels if you had done that in like an independent story, mm-hmm. I'd be largely OK with it. But doing it for like a remake of something, I'm just like, eh, it spits on the idea of the original. But whatever. The problem now is, though, is that I look at some things happening in the world and I'm like, oh, no, it really is just a bad guy. Like, I look at Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos and I'm like, no, 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 yeah, just corporate bad guy. Look at that. Right? Just cartoonish, <laughs> cartoonish villainy. Like, like sometimes you look at it and go, is this, is this fucking real? Are you guys seeing this shit? Like somebody, it's really bad. I hate it too. Because right. I'm like, I need to shit on this idea so much. I'm like, it's just a fucking corporate bad guy. Come on, dude. That's that's dumb. And now I look at it like, oh yeah, corporate bad guy. No, I get it. Right? Yeah. Like, oh yeah, it was there all along. <laughs> damn it. <laughs> God. Damn it. Right. If you if you had tried to pitch this as if you tried to pitch reality as a movie, sometimes they'd be like, nah, man, it's it's too it's too blunt. You need to be a little a little more subtle with this shit. <laughs> we we need subtlety in our writing. No, no more subtlety. But that that actually reminds me of uh, a scene from uh, Thanksgiving, the horror movie, which I, I saw recently. Um, yes, yes. But there's a, a scene where the the villain has uh, got somebody, and uh, uh, this person had made a viral video that uh, uh, like showed like a Black Friday riot or whatever. And so this person was uh, making jokes about being like, you know, 
making viral videos or whatever. And he's like, you're about to go viral. He's like, but nobody appreciates subtlety anymore. You really have to bash him over the head with it. And then, of course, he you know, does some hammer bashing or whatever. Yeah, irony. Mm-hmm. <laughs> subtlety. <laughs> Isn't that ironic? Thanks, Alanis Morissette. <laughs> no, Alanis, that's... No, 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 no. <laughs> Damn it. But, uh, yeah, so... Uh, yeah, no. So, so the art of subtlety is uh, is is kind of lost. I feel like, especially in mainstream art, but that has a lot to do. If you listen to what like uh, a lot of uh, writers and actors say, they'll tell you that that's producers. Producers are only, of course, worried about making money, so they want the message to be straightforward, and they want you know happy endings all around because that's what sells. People want to see this hero story, and they want to see this villain defeated. You know, that that's what people go to the movies to see. They don't. Sure. They, they don't want. They don't want subtlety. Fuck that shit. We need uh, box office moments and whatnot. Uh, we, 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 need, we need. We need those big moments where the audience applauds and cheers at the screen. Not. <laughs> not uh, some lesson about uh, like uh, keep, keeping your sense of childlike wonder as you as you grow up. That, that, fuck that bullshit. Give that shit. <laughs> give that shit up. Just fight the villains. <laughs> Oh my god, we need to see Colin Firth be a villain again, because we just haven't seen that enough. Mm. Oh, Colin Firth, why are you always the bad guy? I don't think he's always the bad guy. Isn't that the dude from Kingsman? He's he's very often a bad guy. In, in a lot of what he does, he's he's very often a bad guy. He, the, the, there's, there, there, there's plenty of stuff. You are right, Kingsman. Um, and he did the King's Speech too, right? That is correct. He was in that. Um, did you ever see that one? I never did. No, I heard it was good though. I liked it. Yeah. Uh, but uh. But oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no. I just I, 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 I get like you know oh no subtlety anymore. But I'm like I don't know, man. You know, subtle has a silent B in it. Mm-hmm. I just I really feel like a little bit of subtlety would okay. help out a lot and could in fact improve your message in in certain instances. Well, I, I'm sure there are people still out there, you know, a lot of independent places uh, still trying to do it with some subtlety. But uh, yeah, the the mainstream movies, all the all the big name properties, most subtlety is just uh, gone out the window. Yeah, and it's and it is a damn shame. Um, Either way, though, I did want to say though that Thanksgiving uh, I thought was an excellent oh, yes, movie. Please, your review. Yeah, I I did think it was an excellent movie. I'll give it a four out of five stars or four out of five axes. I think that's how I rate things. Axes, yeah, <laughs> that's cooler. Four out of five axes. Uh, it could have been bloodier for my liking because the original. Really? Uh, yeah. Well, you see, the thing is, um, so the original Thanksgiving trailer. Uh, was a fake trailer that came out with the Grindhouse double feature. Uh, the Quentin Tarantino, um, Robert Rodriguez double feature. And Eli Roth uh, directed this fake trailer. He made this fake trailer to play in between the movies. It was a whole fucking thing. I loved Grindhouse. I thought that was a fucking excellent setup. <laughs> but it was too long for most people, so it didn't really do well at the theaters. Sure. But either way, so there's this fake trailer. And when they say Grindhouse, that's just like... That means everything's cranked up to 11. You know, it's all really over the fucking top shit. Like, the mo- one of the movies is called Planet Terror. It's about zombies. And this chick gets a machine gun leg. And, like, this dude's, like, jumping his motorcycle over an exploding vehicle while she's got her legs shooting off the back. Zombies' blood's going everywhere and shit. And it's all, like, super crazy and shit. So that's the type of movies that, you know, Grindhouse is. So this Thanksgiving trailer was, like, super over the fucking top. And it was, you know, supposed to be like a holiday horror film, you know, that uh, were popular back in the 80s. Yeah. And uh, it looked fucking insane and hilarious. So I always loved it. So they finally made it into a real movie. And they made it, like, less Grindhouse-y and more, you know, like, straightforward horror movie. Which, fine. Whatever. But, like, that's part of why it's, like, losing a bit. Also, it got a little slow. Like, at the beginning, like, it took a while to get its pacing. There was, like, one or two subplots that, like, went nowhere and added nothing, I felt like. But, uh, they were trying to flesh out side characters, I think, to make it... Because they did a lot of misdirection, which was great. Because, uh, like, I didn't, like, know for sure who the killer was. I had, like, two or three guesses when uh, it got to the reveal, which is good. Because, sure. you know, if, like, if you can, like, figure it out, oh, it's definitely you. It's definitely fucking you. Then, you know... Uh, that's not so great, but uh, yeah, this it one. It looks the edge, yeah. yeah. This one gave a couple of misdirections, and also get so uh, I liked it. Uh, the kills they did have uh, were fun, so 
Uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, four out of five. I recommend you go see it. Uh, I will be adding it to my Thanksgiving viewing uh, because, of course, I already have the one I watch every year. Thanks, Killing. Thanks, Killing. I don't know. Have, we must have talked about this already on the oh, show. Oh, I'm certain that I have mentioned <laughs> Thanks, Killing before. The... I'm sure you've mentioned it, but if you wanted to like give a full expose on it, oh yeah, absolutely, I would not stop you. A- absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, thanks, killing <laughs> is like one of the worst movies you've ever fucking seen. But man, is it so fun to watch! <laughs> like it knew it was a bad movie. Like it, it had no misgivings about the type of movie that it was going to fucking be. You know. <laughs> <laughs> It's about a killer turkey, and the killer turkey is named turkey, but spelled with an I-E instead of an E-Y, and uh, it is a terrible puppet, and the acting, I feel like they were told to act poorly, because they do, like in every fucking scene, like, like, I don't know, there's like one or two people who are like kind of believable in their roles, but everything else is just like, Jesus, this is like drama 101, and you got the people who were bad at it, not the people who showed promise. You're like, no, 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 not them. Give me the other people. Too much promise. We don't like you. Right. Uh, but it's it's so fucking funny. Like, <laughs> There's one scene where you can tell it's raining outside, and they've got fucking like uh, smudges on the fucking camera. Not like raindrops, you know, for effect or anything, but like shit where they couldn't clean it off. Uh, God, and the acting is so bad, and the effects are terrible. Uh, the plot makes no fucking sense. Not a lick of it. Every scene, and it's just got the stupidest fucking lines. The dialogue is just ridiculously terrible. Oh, yeah. Fuck. I love it. I watch it every fucking year on Thanksgiving. It's like 75 minutes long, and it's it cracks me up every fucking time. God, I love this fucking movie. They made a sequel to it. And it was funny, too, because at the end of it, like, they're like, Turkey will be back in space. <laughs> they just jumped the gun straight to space? Well, here's the extra funny thing. Oh, fuck. Because the sequel didn't come out for, like, three or four years, I don't think. And when it did, it wasn't Thanks Killing 2. It was Thanks Killing 3, the search for the missing sequel. What? Okay, so they're trying to do some meta shit with it. Yeah, so instead of jumping straight to space, they jumped straight to meta. That that feels like a movie five or six kind of move there. Nope, they were like, no, no, we're going balls to the wall the first one. I didn't like the... Sec- the sequel. <laughs> I didn't like the sequel as much. I don't watch that one every Thanksgiving. But Thanksgiving is still worth watching uh, every year because it is just like, it is a terrible, terrible movie and it's good to have a laugh. And I, I will be adding Thanksgiving to my yearly viewing so that I can also have a, a good horror movie to watch. Fantastic. Now, yeah, you got the, you got the diversity in there. Now you've got the one shite one. You've got the one good one, you know? Absolutely. And variety, I'm told, is the spice of life or something? Uh, you know what? It absolutely is, frankly. Oh, Lord have mercy. All right. God damn it. Now I just can't stop thinking about that stupid fucking puppet. I'm looking at it right now, and... God, no. All of you, everyone, everyone, no, here's the thing. Pause the fucking podcast, like, right now. Go just just search Thanks Killing, like, like Thanks kill, Killing Movie, whatever you have to put in there, mm-hmm. into your search bar. No, no, thanks, just, just, thanks Killing, we'll do it. Just just go to Images. Don't, don't even look at, like, a synopsis. Don't get anything. Go to Images and look <laughs> at this fucking horse shit. Uh, it is amazing. Like, I know it looks bad, but that's part of the appeal. And I want you to understand, like, the movie opens up, like, literally the first shot is boobs. There's just boobs on screen. And then it, like, pans out, and there's a pilgrim lady who's just sitting there in what is definitely, like, a $15 pilgrim costume from, you know, fucking party surplus <laughs> with her tits hanging out. And then she's just running through the woods, and then this turkey pops up and just goes, nice tits, bitch. That's her opener. And then he murders her. Yeah, <laughs> that's how we. That's how you start a fucking movie, right there. Hell yeah, that 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 was the opener. Like when I first watched that fucking movie, I saw that scene and I was like, "Oh, I'm in for a treat." 
Oh, this is going to be a delight. <laughs> right? <laughs> hey, you want to know how he kills her? How does he kill her? With an axe. Is that right? Yeah, with an axe. Oh my god. There are so many, like, ridiculous <laughs> kills in this fucking movie and so many ridiculous scenes. Oh, oh man. I don't want to ruin it for you. I think you should just watch it yourself. It's on, you can watch it on Tubi, you know, for free. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> so just even if, if you want to have like a rift, okay, though, there are definitely some elements that didn't age well uh, instead. Sure. <laughs> so be forewarned of that. But eh. <laughs> other, than that, other than that, it is ridiculously hilarious. I mean, shit, dude. There, there, there are some elements of of there, like, cause there, it's and it is kind of a shame. There are like a lot of like movies that I genuinely really enjoy with elements that unfortunately didn't age like super well, mm-hmm. um, and it does kind of suck. For oh. example, Monster Squad. Yeah, that was literally the movie. That was literally the movie I was thinking of. I was like, yeah. I, was, I was like, oh, like Monster Squad. I love Monster they, Squad. Uh, but man. Yeah, no, they straight up drop an F slur in that movie. Like, no fucking joke. Yeah, that, and then there's the whole creeping on the chick next door element of it yes indeed yep yeah yeah written off i think as a boys will be boys still weird and gross very very (laughs) (sighs) but man like that movie was like one of my favorites as a kid because it it has some iconic moments in it for god's sake wolfman it's got nards classic and the fucking Uh. frank Bogus. <laughs> uh, fucking Frank. It's fucking Dracula. Ah, that guy's right. Meeting adjourned. Oh, and the dude on the plane. You go check it out. I'll stay here and make spooky sounds. Ah, <laughs> oh, dude, the the two cops. Are you kidding me? Oh I yeah. What about the hood ornament? I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> That's a fucking uh, great movie. And that fucking Wolfman. I, I, all the monsters look great in that. Ah. Wolfman did look. Wolfman looked good in that. Like all yeah, the monsters. Yeah, the, the fucking. Wolfman looked really good. And so did the creature from the Black Lagoon. Not a lot of face movement. Like it was very, you know, still. But man, still, like it looked great. And that Wolfman transformation. Oh, and it was fucking uh, Uncle Rico from Napoleon Dynamite. That shit always tripped me out. Like I remember that when I true. when I saw Napoleon Dynamite, I was like, "Holy fuck, it's the Wolfman! That's the Wolfman from fucking Monster Squad. He's got nards." Does the, does the Wolfman even talk in that movie? Not the Wolfman, I, not the Wolfman, Wolfman, but uh, the the human does. He has lines. He like he's at the fucking police station screaming, "You gotta lock me up! I'm a werewolf! I'm a werewolf!" And then he's that's on, right. and he's on the phone because it's like one of my favorite fucking scenes. He's on the phone trying to tell uh, the cop that you know Dracula's coming for him. He's like, "No, no, you don't understand!" And then the fucking moonlight hits and it like shifts because it's a payphone booth and it like does that fucking camera trick where like uh, a bar in the corner takes up the whole screen and it shifts and then he's like half changed already and he's like he's gonna kill your son ah, I love that fucking scene and then he can't stop and changes into the Wolfman. it's fucking great ah, yeah. ah I love Monster Squad it's such a great fucking movie it sucks that you know it's got that shit where it's like oh that mm, uh, guys no fuck you're killing me yeah so I, I guess I'm gonna have to remake Monster Squad basically exactly as it is except for a few key changes a shot for shot remake of Monster Squad. This is what the people truly demand. Right, yeah. Exactly. Just a few key changes and we'll be okay. Hell, maybe I'll just edit the original. <laughs> oh god, you know you know what else Monster Squad introduces to me hmm. that always like always kind of like it tickled me in a way that I was like, that is wildly entertaining. Um Groundhog Day, Groundhog's Day 8. Uh that stars a killer with an axe. Ah, Groundhog's Day 8. See, yeah, I, I love that uh, that whole holiday-themed killer thing was such a thing in the 80s that it was also parodied of itself. Because there's a lot of, uh, again, a lot of movies from the 80s or even the 70s, you know, that had um, uh, holiday themes. You know, Halloween, uh, there was like three or four Christmas ones. Friday the 13th, of course, was a thing. Did Leprechaun come out like 80s, 90s-ish? 90s. Ne- Leprechaun came out in the 90s. Um I feel like there was like a Mother's Day or a Father's Day or something like that too. Was that? I have no memory of that one. The, the lesser known like holiday movies. But either way, uh, so yeah, it, it was a, it was a whole trend. So yeah, it gets its own fucking parody department. 
man. But, but yeah, yeah so, Ground, Groundhog's Day 8. About <laughs> a, a killer with an axe. Love it. Love it. <laughs> I don't know if I was Bill Murray doing eight of those movies, I'd probably go insane, kill some other acts too. <laughs> uh, yeah, those sequels got wildly out of hand. But yeah, no, absolutely. If you're reliving the same day over and over, like, eh, you might as well become a murderer at one point. And see how it goes, you know? Right, yeah. Maybe this is the way out. Maybe I just need <laughs> enough blood. Maybe uh, if I yeah. give whatever is doing this to me enough blood, I'll be free. Oh, did you know um, there was actually a reason originally written in the script about why he was repeating the day. I did not. What reason did they have for him repeating the day? Ex-girlfriend used voodoo. Uh, uh, it's what scorned lover voodoo curse. So he was cursed to relive the same day over and over until he learned to love. I read my previous question. What? Hey, see, they took it out. They knew they knew it would be better. Like, no, no, it's just happening, and it is. Oh it's, it's, an, it's an amazing fucking flick. It's one. Of, it's it's a it's a great one. Mm-hmm. You know. Oh, uh, God, yeah. I I, I feel like there is because we we've touched on this before, where you kind of have to take the merits of certain things, like in the, like in in their entirety, yes, but also just like. As, like, Monster Squad is still a good movie, and I still really like it. It's campy, it's dumb, it's fun. It encapsulates everything great about the 80s mm-hmm. in a very dumb film. But you do have to take it with, like, oh, yeah, this was the 80s. You know, you could kind of just get away with shit back then. That one's very PG, by the way. Jesus. That might have been before PG-13 was around, because that was created that in the was, 80s. Oh, that was well before PG-13 was around. Hmm. Like, that. that's one of those movies where you're like, oh, yeah, pg both meant and didn't mean something back then. Uh, right? It was kind of the catch-all between G and R. That's it. It was G, <laughs> R. Yeah, G, R, or PG. Like, is it is it a kid's movie? Well, I mean, kind of, but there's, like, some violence in it. Well, is it, like, violence, violence, a lot of cuss words, a lot of sex? No. Eh, that's PG. That's fine. The kids are fine. Right? The kids are all right. <laughs> Oh, fuck, what's, uh, because uh, um, video games had the exact same thing. I know we've touched on this before. We must have. Um, the video games the exact same thing with, um, I think it was the T rating. Um, or the, the the E10 rating. That's what it was. Because it go, e for a while, yeah. it went, yeah, it went E, e T, and then uh, M. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I remember when the video game ratings, like, were created, you know, because I'm old. I remember Nintendo. None of them had ratings. It was like, um. A comic book code type shit. Like, no, everything's fine. Actually, no. Now that I think about it, there were adult games for the Atari. Really? Yeah. I remember, like, seeing an ad for one once and just being, like, dumbfounded. Because it was, like, a thing that was, like, shared on, like, a random, like, Facebook page. Like, hey, did you know that there were, like, you know, sex games for the Atari back in the day? I'm like, the Atari. The (laughs) Atari Atari. The one for Pong. (laughs) That one. There are... What? 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 And there it was. Uh, Custer's Revenge. <laughs> already hate that. Yeah. Hey, already not a fan of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, just you wait, because, like, the goal of the game is, like, you start on one side of the screen, and there's um, a Native American lady tied up to a post in the middle or some shit and you've got to avoid arrows so you can go over and uh, have your way with her and then uh you get points the tagline for it was when you score you score well that's terrible that's nice and terrible very fucking terrible <laughs> oh lord have mercy man <laughs> no oh. no there there's no mercy from the lord for that one you are correct. You are absolutely correct. Oh, Jiminy Jillikers, that's pretty bad. Yeah, so that's an actual thing that existed. You can look that one up. Custer's Revenge. What a terrible, terrible thing. I would strongly recommend you not, though. Of the things you can do with your free time, I'd recommend you don't. Right. I've told you all you need to know. Oh, God in heaven. All right. Nope, nope. Nah. Not anymore. Again, again, yeah, that is that, absolutely. absolutely. Okay. I don't know. God, I feel God like has when, given up. When it, when it came to old shit, 
I, I feel like we can, we can, we, we, we should hit on this point. When it came to old shit, you could just kind of do whatever back then. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. The farther back you go, the more lawless it gets. Like it, it is just a wastelander's frontier of just. Hey, what if we did this? Yeah, all right, fuck it, <laughs> fuck it, right? Yeah, that's the general sense of it. Until somebody goes, oh, maybe, maybe we shouldn't do that one. <laughs> maybe we don't do that actually. Oh, like I feel like, but I feel like if like you go to the olden days and all they have was like a post-it note and all it had written on it was "fuck it" and that's it. <laughs> well, mm. I I can't really hate like that was uh, also my philosophy. <laughs> <laughs> ah, fuck it. Uh, fuck it. It's fine. <laughs> all right, I'll make this work. <laughs> you, you you sure you can? Yeah, I can try. <laughs> No, no, not, not, not even a little bit, but boy, I'm going to try. <laughs> oh, but hey, that's how we learn. That's how we learn. Indubitably, indubitably. All right, all right. Uh, what else we got? Uh, oh, so so this one happened a while ago. This one made the rounds a little bit ago, but I still want to bring it up because it's still, it's wild to me. Okay. Um, and I, I would like your input on it because I don't know. Are you familiar with uh, the trading card in the TCG uh, Magic the Gathering? Yeah, I've dabbled in a little Magic the Gathering, actually. Did you know that there was that an expansion came out for recently? I had some new cards, some new uh, commander decks, as it were. Um, and that collaboration was with My Little Pony. You don't fucking say. I, I do indeed say huh. My Little Pony um, had a collaboration with Magic the Gathering. And do you want to know the truly wild thing about it? I do. I do want to know the truly wild thing about it. Some of these cards and some of the decks that were built um, were actually pretty meta. <laughs> they became pretty strong. You don't say. I do say. I I do indeed say. And I look at some of this. Now, keep in mind, I am not, like, super well-versed in, in, in the magic-verse, as it were. Mm. Um, you know, Spider-Man into the magic-verse. Um, so... When I tell you that I don't understand a lot of this, I haven't been into TCGs since, like, Yu-Gi-Oh! And, like, mm -hmm. early Yu-Gi-Oh! Mm -hmm. um, um, but I look at some of this and I go, well, that's sure, that's a thing, isn't it? Um, ponies the galloping. Uh-huh. <laughs> that, that is apparently, like, the official name for this. Right, um, of for course. For this set. Yeah. I, I didn't realize. Oh, I didn't realize. What? What did you not Just, realize? Oh God. Okay. Okay. No. <laughs> so one, I well, one of the cards, whichever one it was, I don't know the ponies well enough. Um, hang on. Hey, babe. Which one of the ponies like was? Is it like wh which one of the ponies was known for like smiling all the time? Is that like a thing? Pinkie Pie. There we go. <laughs> How did I know you were gonna bring Pinkie Pie into this shit? <laughs> Okay, so here's the thing. There, yeah, no. <laughs> there was a there was a death battle like YouTube thing, you know, where uh, it was their channel's job to be like, okay, who would win in this death battle if they fought? And one of the ones they got constantly apparently was Pinkie Pie versus Deadpool. And so <laughs> they did it, and they were like, oh yeah, no, we think this might uh, actually be close to a draw or some shit. I don't really remember; it's been a while. But either way, they explained some of Pinkie Pie's, Pinkie Pie's powers and they're like, like, oh yeah, Pinkie Pie can also break the fourth wall and like, can always set up a killer party or do this, that and the other. And like, uh, apparently Pinkie Pie's pretty OP. Uh, well so uh, the, so Pinkie Pie has like some kind of effect that like gives, it's some kind of bonus to any creature that is like smiling or something that like that that was that was the whole build um and here's the thing some cards um that smile um are a little wild one of them being oh my god i'm trying to think of which one the fuck it was it was like the smiling death or some shit like that was actually what the card was called mm -hmm. um and yeah, apparently, like it it caused a little contention because it was like, well, now hang on, does this technically count? <laughs> um, and the ruling state, smile, uh, was it smiling Titan? Hang on, who's smiling uh, here? Which one of you smiling? 
But regardless, it it got pretty whack as shit, and it it just it boggles my mind and truly amuses me to no end how fucking you would have like you know these very intense TCG players, you know, because people who play like TCGs like competitively, mm -hmm. they you know they take their shit seriously as many people who do something you know in a competitive field do. But it just cracks me up to no end to think like, oh yeah, I play my commander card, Pinkie Pie. <laughs> Hell yeah! I I get a good chuckle out of it. I really do every time I think about it. So I I wanted to bring that to your attention. Just um, just as something that that truly amused me that I saw recently. That's ridiculous. But again, I guess considering the Pinkie Pie lore, I have heard it makes sense. But still, though, absolutely fucking ridiculous. Uh, maybe they should have nerfed the pie a little bit. <laughs> Nerfed the pie. Nerfed the pie. <laughs> oh. I, I've been seeing some uh, um, sponsored, I guess, uh, Magic the Gathering content, so it's not surprising that uh, My Little Pony's got one. Because uh, the algorithms tried to advertise me an Evil Dead one, and I was like, oh, yeah, no, that makes sense. I don't know. I don't know. Like, like I said, I haven't done like TCGs in an extremely long time. I don't know. Well, because you had um, the Juggalo card game uh, for our... Uh, oh, with, uh, with a deck builder. Yeah, yeah. Into the Echo side. I've still got that one. Play that a lot. It's a good game. Oh, dude, it's a fucking great game. Mm -hmm. uh, you, I, I played that with you. I played that with you and Loke once. Mm -hmm. It's a fun game. Like, it's it's your basic, you know, standard uh, deck builder. Like, you know, spend these points, buy these cards. Eventually, you got to have the best score at the end. Yeah, and, and you know what? Fantastic game, frankly. A lot of fun. Yeah. I, I I greatly enjoyed my time. <laughs> oh, man. The Insane Clown Posse also made a board game that's hilarious. I'm sorry. They made a fucking board game. It's called Quest for Shangri-La. <laughs> it ends differently every time because there are different ending cards. Really? Yeah, no, it's great, man. But, like, okay, so it's a multi-level board game, so you got to make it through the first level and then the second level and then the third level, and then, you know, the final level is just, like, one thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once you have enough like points, you can you know enter the final level or whatever. But like some of the shit, because the first level is Detroit, and then the second level is the Nether Void, and then the third level is Shangri La. No, no, the fourth. No, no, I'm sorry. The, thir jumps there. the the third level is um the Dark Carnival. The fourth level is Shangri La. The the end. That's where the card is. Is Shangri La? Because that's right. It's the quest for Shangri La. The last the last one is Shangri La. <laughs> Lost 17 juggalo points there. <laughs> but uh, either way, it's a fun game where you get to be like a variety of characters, you know, uh, <laughs> and uh, some of the shit you get is ridiculous. You know, you can get guns or axes to help you fight different fiends and you fight wrestlers and corrupt cops and demons and this, that and the other. And a lot of like weird, funny shit happens, you know, so it's just it's a lot of fun. <laughs> Next time you come over, I might we might play it. Uh, dude, that sounds great. Are you kidding me? I it's a it's a commitment though because it takes a while to get to the last level, so it's like two to three hours depending on how many people are playing. Oh, sure. I, you know, I I find myself well, we're on the topic. I find myself to be I'm an enjoyer of board games, but I've never been one to like. I don't go to like Gen Con and like search out like oh what's new, what's you know what's 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 happening in the board game world. You know, it's mm -hmm. it's never really been my main mo. You know, I like mm -hmm. I said I I'm I'm a casual enjoyer. Right of, right of these things mm -hmm. um and i don't know like like do, are you like super into like you know get like a lot of the new like big board game kind of things or oh um uh, i did i i haven't i have enough i have board games um i went to gen con once or twice it's way too pricey for for me uh you know it's like those those fucking yeah those fucking tickets are ridiculous um but i don't know i, I bought a few board games mostly the board games i got were based off nerdy properties i like i got um uh, a firefly board game i have a, a big trouble in little china board game i have a spartacus board game um i think i have i have a zombie monopoly game and then i have <laughs> some icp games uh because there's the board game there's the card game we have our own version of um cards against humanity called juggalos against sanity <laughs> Yeah. I like that. Oh yeah, no, it's great. It's got a bunch of random juggalo references, so we always get a chuckle out of it. Uh, and then the first ever game they had is called Morton's List, and Morton's List is really interesting. It's got a real cult following because hmm. 
It's just a book and a 30-sided die. That's the game. And all Okay. It, it's called The End to Boredom. And it's just, like, various lists. And you just keep rolling the die until eventually you get a quest. I, I did the air quotes. Quote-unquote quest. And, um, sure. like, at the beginning of the game, it's like, okay, who's all playing? And you have somebody rolls for Table Master, which is basically the person who makes, you know, the final decision on what the group is going to do. And the rest of the group's called the Inner Circle. And then you basically say, okay, we're going to dedicate an hour to doing whatever this book tells us to do. And it's called the end to boredom, like I said. And uh, so you roll the die, and it'll take you to different lists, and different lists are you know grouped by the type of stuff that you know you can do them. Daytime activities, nighttime activities, uh, chaos lists, uh, nature, just different types of lists. It's been a while since I looked at it. But, uh, <laughs> uh, so... Um, you roll and eventually you get to a quest and it can be something like, you know, make a picture or something. Or some of them are like criminal activity. Some of them are like, you know, fuck around with guns. And some of them are like deep shit like, hey, find inner peace. <laughs> and it, it just ranges. And like everything's got 30 choices because like I said, 30 sided die. So like you got just so many fucking lists. Although like you're there's like only like 16 lists, you know, sometimes like if you roll a one to a four, you go to this list or whatever. But either way. Sure. It was a it was a crazy game. Like uh, it uh, it led to a bunch of fun nights when I was when I was young because we'd be like, what should we do? Yeah, let's play lists, and it would you know just be like, okay, do this random ass fucking thing. <laughs> one time we went to people watching in Kmart, and one time it told us to go bowling, but it was three in the morning and the bowling alley was closed, so we went human bowling, where one person would chuck an empty trash can, a pla- <laughs> an empty plastic trash can, so you know not that heavy or whatever. Um. And the rest of us would stay at his pins. <laughs> and if you got hit with the trash can, you got knocked down. Uh, one, time, one time it told us to, uh, uh, we had, we had to fuck with some plants and also, um, perform some sort of magic spell. So we planted some seeds and cast like, uh, you know, a protection spell or a help, hopeful spell or some sort of shit to try to help it grow, you know? Yeah. I don't necessarily believe in magic, but, you know, again, it was part of the thing, so it was fun. Yeah. But, yeah. Oh, man. One time we uh, we climbed on top of Kroger because it was like, yes. all right, it was like, all right, go climbing, you know? You can climb a, a mountain or you can, you know, scale a tower or whatever. And my buddy was like, oh, I know how to get on the roof of Kroger. And we were like, oh, shit, let's do that. So we, how, the hell do you know how to get? How in the hell do you know how to get on the roof of Kroger? He knew somebody who used to work there, and they're like, "Oh yeah, I figured out uh, how to jump up here and get up to the roof." So, because he lived in the neighborhood behind the Kroger, so we were always going to the Kroger, you know, to to get shit. And then like one well, of our yeah. one of our homies ended up working there and was like, "Oh yeah, you can fucking climb up to the roof at this point right here." There's like no cameras, and we'd hang up there and get stoned and shit. Dude, hell yeah. Yeah, no, it was awesome. So yeah, that's a, that's the other game they have. Morton's List. That one's wild. Oh, man, oh, man. That is, you know what? Absolutely excellent. And, you know, hey, it, it sure would be a way to kill boredom, huh? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Sometimes, like I said, the, the missions kind of pander out. You know, it's like, ah, this, this wasn't really all that great. Don't really remember those ones. But other times, like I said, have a lot of fun. Well, you know, and you know what? I feel like if you get one of the ones, I feel like you can kind of play. So I haven't played Card Against Humanity in a hot hot second. Mm -hmm. Um, I do have a game that I do like playing. Um, Also, in a sense, I've played it. I haven't had a lot of people to play it with. It's called uh, Fun Employed. Um, And what it is is that it's a bit like Cards Against Humanity with this one person who acts as, like, the judge. Mm -hmm. Um, But what they are doing is they are, like, reviewing job applications. Mm. Um, And, like, you flip one card, and that's the job that you're going for. So it can be, like, Lion Tamer or, you know, um, Anesthesiologist or something like that. Right. Um, And everybody else has, like, four cards, and that's their resume. So they have to, like, sell you on why they are the best candidate for the job. Right, right. Um, but I always play with, um, a house rule and that house rule is if you get a card that like makes you uncomfortable or you don't like, you, you can just huck it for free. That is, that is a free throw. You throw it away, whatever. We all kind of move on. Right. Um, so that's, that's, that's the, that is the, the age old house rule that I have for, again, both, both cards against humanity and for fun employed. Cause there are some on there where it's like. Uh, yeah, if you, you, you can you can kind of huck that one. It's it's fine. No one's gonna be upset. 
Oh, yeah. Well, we have a, a rule for the house anyway where uh, once per turn you're allowed to just chuck one card if you can't think you even our, our rule is simple like, hey, if you think you can't do anything with it, just chuck it and trade it for something new. But you got to throw it in the <laughs> discard like it doesn't get to go back into the pile. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, it's, I think that's a fine house rule. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I feel like, I don't know, maybe this is just me, but like, I feel like board games, like in general, mm-hmm. like, yeah, you can play them by standard rules, but I feel like they just get so much better. And like, they're enhanced a little bit when you play by certain house rules. Oh, absolutely. Um, absolutely. The the one, the Echo Side game, I have uh, a few house rules, you know, because it's mostly ice, it's, you know, people related to the insane clown posse in one way or another. And, uh, Having been a juggalo for so long, I know all the inner workings and drama and whatnot. whatnot. So sometimes I'll be like, oh, like this one, uh, these people can fight because they have beef. (laughs) And I make up like my own house rules about certain cards and whatnot. People who've got benefits. So, yeah, no, I I think it also enhances the game. I'm with it. Hell, hell, in in the Echo Side game I have, they actually, uh, they have a little... part of the rule book that's called mutations where you can do different aspects of the game. Like, Hey, you know, here's uh, some ideas we thought of to make the game crazier. Like one's uh, like a, a common item. Like everybody's got access to this item. It sits here and in, in play at all times and everybody can use it, you know, instead of like one person being able to have it. And another one's called X-ray where you flip the top card of the deck over. Um, so you can see what's going to be next in play. All right. Okay. All right. I like it. I like it. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'm getting into some some very juggalo <laughs> minutiae here, but I, I like my game. So. Some, some, some of the deep lore, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Always with the deep cuts. Christian and Evan uh, with the deep cuts. Absolutely. You know, I I have my own fair share of deep cuts. You've got yours. We, we both make references that nobody gets, mm-hmm. sometimes not even the other brother. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I know <laughs> you're lost in some of my juggalo shit, and sometimes you talk about, like, an anime or something, and I'm like, or a show, and I'm like, I, nope, nope. Or the, or the, <laughs> yeah, book, the, the book series, like, yeah, that sounds interesting, little brother. Please continue. <laughs> oh, yeah. You have knowledge on this. I'd love to hear it. Right, yeah. But that's the point of this, right? You and me, sharing the knowledge we have. Absolutely. We're sharing it with the people. Absolutely. The people, and the people learn. The people learn with us. They do. They do. We're like the uh, animated Highlander series. <laughs> Spe- speaking of deep speaking cuts. Speaking of fucking deep... I forgot there was an animated Highlander series. Holy shit. Yeah, no, absolutely. There was, uh, I don't know how many seasons it went on, but I do remember watching the animated Highlander series. Because I feel like there was just a time in like the 80s or 90s when like so many adult properties that probably shouldn't have got turned into kid shows got turned into kid shows. You know, like that and Rambo and Robocop and the Toxic Avenger. Like they were like, oh, kids will love this shit, right? But um, <clears throat> yeah, in the Highlander sh- fucking animated series, instead of cutting each other's heads off, like they would just pass on knowledge by holding a sword together and then like electricity they, they would have the quickening happen which isn't the fucking case that's not how fucking highlander works you gotta cut that motherfucker's no. head off no you've gotta decapitate him dude right it was, it was also the future i think in like some crazy post-apocalyptic world well i don't know i feel like you look at shit again you look at stuff from like you know way back in those days mm-hmm. like you know like you said robocop terminator another big one there were so many toys for these very like adults like like mm-hmm. movies and shows, but it's like oh yeah, you can have your Terminator or motorcycle, you know like. Mm-hmm. Uh... Oh yeah, no, I had some, <laughs> I, I had some Terminator uh, action figures and toys and whatnot. Yeah, no, the marketing never ends. <laughs> like I get it for you know Ninja Turtles because they were a toy before they were a show. That's a real thing. Go ahead, look it up. <laughs> Were they? Oh well, that well, they were a comic first, though. Were they a comic? I thought they were just a toy, no. and the show existed to to sell them. No, no, no. The dude invented the the comic. It's. Have you ever read the original Ninja Turtles comic? No, I didn't know there was an again. I thought I thought that it was yeah. a toy line that they turned into a show. No, 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 no. Okay, so yeah, the original Ninja Turtles comic. It's like black and white. Came out in like eighty. Five, I think I'm probably messing up the year, but no, it had to be the eighties. Um, but, uh, either way, yeah, no black and white, much more violent and shit. Like they kill the shredder, I think in their first mission 
Holy shit! And uh, like the mission is just like revenge for Splinter. Splinter like trained them their entire lives to like get revenge for him. He's like, "Hey, go kill this guy." I don't like him. Something to that effect. <laughs> Holy crap! Yeah. Created by comic book artists Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird. Uh, blah 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 blah. In 1984, there it is. Oh my god, that is wild. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they <laughs> they even uh, referenced it in like the Turtles animated series from ten or fifteen years ago. I don't know. There was a crossover episode. Yeah, where the the Turtles cartoon from the 80s met up with like the Turtles cartoon from like the 2000s, and then you know by traveling the multi dimensions they had to go to turtle prime and they went to the black and white 1984 show <laughs> i'm sorry turtle prime turtle prime they went to the 19 that's what that's what they called that that's what of course they did that's what they all that's what they always call it have you ever seen a multiverse thing if you go to the first one it's prime it's earth prime. prime yeah earth prime turtle prime optimus prime amazon prime Damn it! That, okay, that one got me. Fucking that one got me. That was good. Uh, oh yeah. So, uh, so yeah. No, the turtles was a, a comic book series, and then they made it more kid friendly and turned it into the cartoon and uh, toy line. Uh, and then they were like, "Man, we could sell the shit out of this." And then, and then they did. They did. They one hundred percent fucking did. Oh and man, they they, and... they sold me for years. <laughs> I think the thing, so the thing that I didn't truly like rock about the Ninja Turtles for, for years and years was just how much, like, like how everywhere, like they, like they, like the turtles were mm. like back in like the nineties. Cause they, they had their fucking face on like everything. Cause a buddy of mine showed me that. I was like, Oh no, dude, you don't, you don't get it. Like the turtles were on literally everything. They were on like fucking like yogurt for like you know for like adults or some shit they were like there was toy lines there were toy lines within toy lines there was something that just to make a fucking lick of sense i think one of them played football at one point like in for one of the toys yeah yeah there was like a whole sports line baseball basketball football hockey i think <laughs> like yeah yeah no that that's because that's just what they did you know they'd be like okay here's the turtles okay here's the turtles uh in these colors okay here's them in these outfits here's them as these monsters here's them in sports outfits you had to release a new line you know every fuck couple months maybe and they would probably be on like fiscal quarter so yeah every few months makes the most sense but i'm just like so, like did they just have like people chained in like a drawing room just like cop with new ideas to the turtles we've done everything please it was the 80s they just gave one dude an eight ball of cocaine in two days. <laughs> I, I guarantee you that's how a lot of that shit happened. Cocaine. That wouldn't surprise me. It's just fucking bumped a line. Just like, oh, God, I got fucking... What if they were playing ass. sports? <laughs> Did we do Wild West yet? Yeah. <laughs> do it again! Do it again! <laughs> Have we appropriated Native American culture? Again. Do it again. We can do it again. Mm-hmm. And again. Never stop. <laughs> the endless machine. Oh, holy shit. That's alright. Have we rambled enough yet? <laughs> oh, one hundred percent. We're we're nearing the hour mark. So yeah, we've absolutely uh, hit our quota. So we can absolutely wrap this up, which means it's time for disses. Alright, first up, Nancy Reagan. Dead as fuck. Alright, so yeah. it's been mentioned previously that uh, Nancy trapped Ronnie with the pregnancy, quote-unquote, uh, uh, from, right. from the uh, the unauthorized biography by Miss Kelly. Uh, it was also said that um, Ron didn't want to marry uh, Nancy. He wanted to marry uh, Christine Larson. Uh, he even proposed marriage in 1951 with a diamond wristwatch. Which she kept, but rejected the proposal. And then he would even uh, cry to her years later that uh, he felt his life was ruined and that Nancy had tricked him into marriage. Now, I will say, of course, that they went on to have, like, fucking fairy tale love or whatever. Cause the, yeah, yeah, whatever the fuck you want to say, behind, or like, in, in front of the press. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, at first there, this is not what fucking Ronnie wanted, and... I think that's funny. Fuck her. She's dead as fuck. Ha 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 ha. Okay. On to Elon. 
Boy, we're running on fumes for the Nancy disses, huh? Really are. Only, I'm only, not looking to call you out too much there, but... Only got like five more to go. <laughs> we just got a truck to the finish line. Yeah, no. Uh, I'm sorry, guys. I'm I'm really stretching here. I'm, I'm going to have to watch some like documentaries or some shit. I'll, I'll get there, though. I promised. All right. Elon, though, of course, just keeps being Elon. Uh, so <laughs> somebody posted on the site formerly known as Twitter or basically still known as fucking Twitter. It's Twitter. It's still Twitter, honestly. <laughs> yeah, you go to Twitter.com, it gets you there. But um, somebody shared some shit that said uh, uh, Jews were rallying up racism against whites or whatever. And then Ooh. he fucking like said to them, like, you are speaking the truth. He endorsed this fucking message. Hooray! Oh, Elon. Flat out fucking anti-Semitic, anti-Semitic mask off type shit. And uh, so a bunch of fucking uh, advertisers have now been pulling from uh, Twitter, including Airbnb, Coca-Cola, and uh, Microsoft have all halted ads, and they're expected to lose up to $75 million, which, of course, is just fake money value. But still, fuck him. I'm glad there are at least some sort of consequences for his shitty actions and that although people will still deny that what he's saying is anti-Semitic. Well, yes. Because people suck. It's getting harder and harder to do. So there we have it. Fuck you, Elon. Fuck you, Nancy. God disses. All right. Evan, did you want to throw any shade? Um, yeah, let's see. No, no shade today. But you know what? I will. I'm going to make a recommendation. Um, okay. So I want to preface this by saying I'm not sponsored to say this. Um, this is just a service that I found that I legitimately enjoy. Um, if you are like me, if you are a massive fucking nerd and a huge loser. Um, you and, and uh, enjoy D&D to any extent, because I do. It's one of my favorite things in the whole wide world. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a site. It's called Hero Forge. Um, and within it, you can make like a customized mini, like, you know, like a mini that you would put on like a board or something for, oh. for your games, like fully customizable. They've got pretty much any like D and D race. They've got like anything you could possibly want. Like it is one of the most extensive. I have seen video games that don't have nearly this extensive of a character creator. It is, it's, it's honestly kind of phenomenal. And like, like you can, I went there honestly and just like made a character just just to fuck around you mm-hmm. know i i just made like a little i made a little robot man because uh, in my D campaign i'm playing uh a warforged okay um so i well, just made like a little robot man all right so you're saying saying you were you went around, went there to fuck around uh did you in fact find out i did find out i found out that that site kicks ass oh okay um that, that's so... good information to find out it sounds no, honestly, um, I didn't, and you can, you know, it's not just like maybe you can buy the miniature, like, mm-hmm. you know, you can make it a fully customized one and then purchase it. Um, I don't have any intentions of doing that right now, but it is still an extremely cool service. Um, and if you wanted to, I could honestly just spend hours in there, just like making like little characters and little, like little bits and pieces. And I think that is super awesome. So if you get a free second, go, go check them out. It's super fun and very awesome. So again... I'll, I will I will finish this by once again saying this is not sponsored. This is just a service that I think is really really cool and I like a lot. So go go check them out. Hell yeah, go get your miniature on. Uh, <laughs> I will recommend the movie Thanksgiving and also Thanksgiving. Get your uh, Thanksgiving horror double feature on. Hell yeah! All right, well that'll do it for us. Thanks for listening. Uh, don't forget to like, subscribe, and tell your enemies and all the things I always say. Get our uh, podcast tattooed on your face. Uh, that would be excellent advertisement. I will not be paying for it. Uh, if you know, if, if you if you do that, send a send a picture, um, and we will make you a special guest on this podcast. One hundred percent. Yeah, if you get the fucking podcast tattooed on your face, on your you face has to be face tattoo. Has, has to, be to be face tattoo. Has to be face, and that's uh. <laughs> That's uh, like front forcing face, neck does not count. And it's got to be above the jawline. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. All right. Okay. Above all the right. jawline, below the hairline, before the ears. There we go. So now we have a frame. <laughs> <laughs> Parameters. Uh, ooh, how visible does it have to be? Size of a thumbnail. Your thumbnail. You know what? Yeah. You are a thumbnail. Mm-hmm. That's, that, is, that is minimum requirements. <laughs> I would like so to see. I would like to see you. I would like to see who's your brother that small. Who's your brother? If you, if you get this extremely specific tattoo, you should be a guest on our very niche podcast. Congratulations! <laughs> That's a hell of a fucking prize. 
All right. <laughs> well, and that's a that's a hell of a way to end. So, um, keep bringing the chaos. Support the unions and free Palestine. Oh, big A, big crimes. <laughs>